0: To the Fearless Ones Podcast, I'm Kevin Adams, your host, and this is my lovely bride and co-host Holly. Hello. And today we are revolutionizing the way we think about and experience the good life, and we define it the way God does, which is a life of impact, uh, being used by Him uh, to live out uh, His plan in the world and change the world around you. It's not about comfort, but it is, it is about uh, having impact, and right. that that's what truly satisfies. And also has eternal significance. So that's the good life, and that's what we talk about. Right. Today is episode 12. Yes. And we're going to talk about going from invisible to invincible through a counterfeit faith. Right. Kind of a skewed version of faith uh, based on that, that trajectory. We're going to use our story, which goes back into my childhood and then even my early adulthood. Right. And uh, so, if you haven't listened to the last few episodes, maybe go back and check them out, and it'll give a little more context for what we're talking about today. Right. But we got another funny story to read, <laughs> yeah. and then uh, get some hamburgers. Yes. <laughs> so, but before we get into the reading, um, we have a few questions. I always want to ask a few questions and just try to offer some, uh, you know, just just some food for thought. Yeah. Something to chew on, uh, rather than just hearing a funny story. Right. <laughs> Okay, so those questions are: uh, number one, are you committed to God or surrendered to Him? Number two, what's the difference and why does it matter? And number three, what is it that you are actually surrendering when you surrender? People say the word all the time, surrender, okay, surrender. Yeah. What is it that you're surrendering? So those are the three really simple questions right. we want to we want to answer before we close out today. Right. And uh, also we want to ask for your comments and for you to give your thoughts and answers. Right. Um, You know, not just for the sake of comments, but actually what you think. Yes. Um, We want to know. um, Yeah. You know, so. All right. So let's get on with the reading. Okay. You ready?
1: Yes. This is a good one. Okay.
0: Good. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Bear with me. Uh, I'll do my best here to be clear and concise. Okay. This is in chapter two. And it's uh, continuing on from last week. This section is called Overlooking and Convinced. All right. Okay. One of the more humorous examples is when I worked for United Parcel Service, a company loaded with opportunity for advancement and a military toughness for following protocol. Simply play by the rules and you will retire a millionaire. Exactly what I wanted. The facility was industrial and spread across acres of high-speed conveyors designed to reroute packages from one location to another. Most of my time was spent overseeing that process. Within a year, I was in charge of one of the largest operations in the building, accountable for nearly half of the volume of my shift. It was an enormous responsibility that failing to precisely execute could mean six-figure losses in the span of just a few hours. The environment was extremely fast-paced and highly stressful. Because of the intense pressure, there was a quiet tolerance among peers for anything that provided momentary relief, including the bending of certain rules. And there were plenty to bend or break as long as you did it at your own risk. Tobacco chewing was the only forbidden fruit that I found enjoyable. From the top of the company down, this was strictly off limits. In my view, the term off limits simply meant keep it inconspicuous. In other words, if I spit where it can't be seen, I won't get fired. My area reminded me of a baseball field, but was approximately half the size. It had a 10-foot wide observation deck mounted several stories above the floor for easy viewing. Unfortunately, its floor was made of graded metal so hiding my habit took some ingenuity. The best method was an occasional plunk on the support post that spanned vertically from where I stood to the concrete floor uh, 20 feet below. That way the evidence would hit the post and stretch its way down toward the ground, but evaporate well before reaching it. So with a little help from gravity, my criminal activity (laughs) was absolved and life was good. On the other hand, missing the target meant sending my dirty brown secret (laughs) to an irreverent splat somewhere near the base of that post, a potential career-ending maneuver. On a certain Friday, when least expected, a national team arrived to observe and inspect the entire operation. You know where this is going. Yeah. Now inspections were nothing new and generally came with enough notice to prepare in advance. A part of that preparation (laughs) was ensuring that even the slightest details were perfected down to the proper attire, paperwork and especially avoiding any Mm -hmm. forbidden habits. The difference on this occasion was that the warning never came, and one of the gentlemen visiting was a member of the UPS Board of Directors. During the inspection, he and his team passed directly beneath my area without my knowledge, and by force of nature, the the day that one of the highest-ranking officials had come to inspect my work, I missed the post and hit him directly on the lapel. I now had the attention of my direct chain of command, a host of mid-level managers, and unknowingly, the board member himself. (laughs) After realizing that I missed the post, the crowd below came sharply into focus. With a chaotic surge of adrenaline, my posture was snapped in the opposite direction. I looked away and then down at my feet, and finally, with a deep breath, took a broad survey of my glorious operation and pretended not to notice. But inching into my periphery like a column of finely dressed soldiers was the calamitous confrontation only seconds away. What I thought was a miss had clearly been a direct hit on the least familiar figure now leading the others in lockstep. My own legs were locked at the knees and prickling as if every ounce of blood was attempting escape through my face. (laughs) Even from a distance, I could feel the nauseating blur of their faces, clean-shaven and dipped in stoic confidence, like expensive cologne. And on the heels of the highest authority, they uh, filed in one by one up the stairs and into my domain. Without a word, the board member looked looked me in the eye Then back at his $1,000 suit, a brilliant pen with his name and title were smothered in spent tobacco juice. There were 15 people in all, huddled around in similar attire and held speechless by by his every twitch. And every last last expression was trained by the rules of engagement to conclude one simple (laughs) fact— that I'd just been crowned king of all dopey terminations and was about to be instructed to pack. With a nod at my employees and a two-second pause, he laid a hand on my shoulder and spoke. Kevin, your area is one of our best. You're doing an excellent job. Now, if you wouldn't mind wiping your spit off my suit, I'll convince these fellas to let you keep it. The job. So there I stood, a young man with nothing but drive and a renewed sense of invincibility. Immediately after this rousing approval, despite an apparent failure, I left that perfectly good career path, still searching for a better pat on the back. That sense of invincibility was a counterfeit hand on my shoulder that I eventually mistook for faith. Driven by pain and finding nothing but Success fostered the idea that God was behind my every endeavor. The harder I tried, the more faithful I thought I was, and as my own strength seemed perfected by the ability to overcome any obstacle. The drive that began in curiosity might have killed me like the cat, <laughs> but by a skewed interpretation of faith, it had given me at least nine lives to throw away. I know you got something to say
1: well of course the story you know me and tobacco not a big fan but um, that
0: was almost 40 years ago yeah it's
1: true but the biggest part of this that jumps out to me was this last paragraph yeah Um, that sense of invincibility was a counterfeit hand on my shoulder that I eventually mistook for faith yeah the harder I tried the more faithful I thought I was as my own strength seemed perfected by the ability to overcome any obstacle. And I think that's what jumps out at me the most. Um, Because I feel like if you're a person of any kind of drive or strength or um, the ability to dig in your heels, you know, you're scotch or Irish (laughs) or you have that inclination to be able to do that naturally.
0: We had a double dose.
1: Yeah. So you, you can, you're like, bring it bro. Like, let's do it. And so you're willing to dig your heels in. Yeah. And sometimes you can think that that is faith. Yeah. Because you're so all in. Right. You just think I'm going down swinging. So whatever that has to look like, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes it might not necessarily be what God wants you to be doing. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's the struggle, I think, for someone like maybe like you and I that are wired yeah. like that.
0: Yeah. Well, I think if you go back and connect this to to the context of what we've been talking about through this story, where does, where does, uh, where do these ultimate colossal failures come from, which is, you know, we learned to be Mm -hmm. faithful because we learned what we uh, thought was faith wasn't. Right. So if you go back and you look at the pain of being overlooked or, you know, rejected Mm -hmm. or or betrayed, um, and and even things in childhood, then you can begin to realize you're, you're searching for value. Right. And that's the whole thing that discipleship does is it, it, it helps you begin to understand your value. And if people really knew that they'd jump in um, but they don't. what they think it is is, oh you know let me get saved and then be kind of churchy mm-hmm. and, and, and do some nice things for people. But that's it, this is we're talking about complete freedom here and you live out who you truly are and mm-hmm. it's the only way you can. So your value, when you're searching for that and you've got that kind of mm-hmm. fight in you, then you'll go do whatever, right. wherever, because you're the little engine that could. And Look at me. Well, look and, at me. <laughs>
1: and sometimes you'll try to justify it by saying, oh, I'm being faithful. Right. When in reality, is that really what God is saying? One, yeah. is that even what he's saying? And two, is that even what he's calling you to?
0: Right. Yeah, it's mixing up faith with determination. Yeah.
1: Um, um, we, we talked about this a little bit this morning at breakfast because to me, the most prominent example for me right now is in regards to my dad. We talked about right. his passing last week, and um, yeah. my dad had um, leukemia, which was diagnosed in 2016. Mm-hmm. He, um, was, you know, went into remission and was doing well right. for till last year. Yeah. And when I found out last year, I pretty much said, "No, that's not real." In my mind and heart, mm-hmm. I refused to accept that. And wouldn't even really let it enter my mind. And to me, that yeah. is faith. But I'm you know, after talking with you and and a, a f- friend that's a counselor, we talked through that. And right. she said, "I understand that you're trying to be faithful, but you also need to steward your time well right. with your dad. And so it made me kind of flip my mindset on that. If I can be faithful while also, doing some things that I need to do. Mm-hmm. And it helped me see that maybe um, God was doing something different. And right. I look back now and I see how my dad passed and his wishes to not linger and die slowly from cancer. Sure. And he yeah. didn't. And so I can see now the whole puzzle comes together for me of what God was doing. Yeah. So I think that's why this jumps out so much at me is I feel like I've had to live that out this last year. Yeah. And really view things from God's perspective, not me thinking, I'm so faithful, but really listening to him.
0: Well, would you say that that's um, uh, gotten you into a, a, a more freeing mindset? It
1: does. It does. Because it's, um, it allows you to, to really step back and say, okay, God, mm-hmm. you tell me what you're doing. I don't want to just dig my heels in or be an ostrich with my head in the sand and just call it faith. I want to truly be able to hear where you're instructing me to go, Mm -hmm. what you're telling me to do, and certainly I grieve the loss of my dad, but I can see fully that God had him the whole time, and he had me because I would have stood back in denial Mm -hmm. and said, I don't believe the doctors. No, you don't, (laughs) which is what I was doing at first. And because I didn't do that, I, I took the time that we did have, mm-hmm. which I didn't know was so little time, but I right. took that time and I really did steward it well based on your advice and, and this friend's advice to, because he's far, he's in Nashville. Right. So I got to FaceTime with him weekly with my sister. So just that little bit of wisdom helped me have no regret yeah. about the end of his life.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he lived a life of significance. He, he was a living sacrifice, and uh, God had him exactly on the course he needed to be on, and God even answered his, not even, but God answered his prayer right. that when it's time, Yes. when it's time, you know, he wasn't going to go before his time. Right. And your dad was very determined in, in how he was going to live yeah. out those Last, those final years. Yes. But he lived seven years with leukemia, and he actually beat it yep. um, up to the point where it returned Hmm. But, you know, we got news, I think, um, seven years ago, this, you're going to die in two weeks.
1: Yes, that's so what I said. So
0: he, he jumped in and did what he needed to, and then he drove 12 <laughs> hours to come see us multiple times. Yep. So your dad had that same thing in him. But yes. the point is, I think your point is, you're, you're learning to widen your periphery and watch what God's doing and follow that and let God lead you. Instead of going, God bless me or what I'm doing, God, what are you up to and teach me to follow?
1: Yeah, I think there's a fine line between what I was calling faith and was truly just me being yeah. in my own strength, digging in my heels yeah. and saying, no, right. this is what's going to happen. Right. And so it was a, I think it's been, it's been a very big learning curve for me, and it's just interesting the timing of this because this perfectly puts into words, mm-hmm. I think, what I've done in the past.
0: Well that's and that's the point of this book is to help people. It's not just, hey, look, they had a cool story. It's about saying, Wow, this deals with all aspects right. of faith yep. and uh, things people go through. Um but I think one of the common denominators and, and things that, that's worth noting is what you had and even what this, this young man had. I mean this was
1: Actually, you a long um, time ago. This is
0: almost forty years ago. Uh, I think it was eighty six, so we're pretty close. Yeah. Thirty eight. Um, but the, the, what, what we both had, and this is what God wants first and foremost, and there's a reason for it, and that is your heart. Right. Ever since I've known you, I've known you had a good heart. A good heart meaning uh, one that's willing. Yes. Uh, boy, that isn't enough, but it's enough for God. If mm-hmm. you give God your heart, that's really all He wants because if you give Him your heart truly, everything else will eventually follow. Mm-hmm. And Sometimes it takes a lifetime. Sometimes it takes uh, a little while, Yeah. but whatever the case, that's what you had
1: mm-hmm.
0: even way back, and that's what I had even then.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But what I kept seeing was, wow, I'm successful at everything I do. Now, that sounds pretty arrogant, and I, you know I wasn't. It was a kid who was struggling for value. Well, and
1: you worked hard.
0: I worked hard, yep. and I wanted to prove myself, yep. so I outworked people. Yep. And I did. I had a lot of success. I got into management. You know, I've done a lot of things. We've talked about this before, but my point to anyone who's listening is that was from I felt invisible, and then when I worked hard and was determined, even though God had my heart, yep. I became invincible. Because even when I do it, yep. uh, do things stupid things, you know, stupid things, yeah. God's right there to catch yeah. me in a safety net. I should have been fired for that. Yeah. I mean, this was, you know, this was one of the top people and, you know, <laughs> thousands and thousands of people. Let's be clear, porch. I would
1: have fired you. <laughs>
0: yeah. But the reason he didn't Yeah. Um, wasn't about my faith or anything like that. It was just this guy knew yeah. it's worth, yeah. you know, this guy's really good. Right. So, for him, it was just a business decision, but I'm sure he didn't like that. No. It was nice to me. But but anyway, it's just a funny story because it, it it's that Murphy's Law thing. Yeah. If it can happen, it yeah. will, and that was the worst yeah. day. And so my boss and my boss's boss and his boss and all of their bosses <laughs> were like, You're out. You're out, little man. And this guy said, No.
1: He saved your skin. He saved my
0: skin. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, what it did, what that does is it propels you forward believing that that is what faith is. Yeah. And that's what it does for you. And um, so you have these two sort of polar right. things going on. You can kill yourself and carry it yourself and be determined and make the exploits, like all that stuff I read last episode. Or you can just sit in a chair and do nothing like right. a monk and hope that magic happens. Right. And neither one of those are accurate. Right. And we we tried it all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. anyway, yeah. Um, so anyway. Yeah. So anyway, just if you haven't read this and you have the book, check it out. But uh, or just go through and listen to it slowly. There's so much good stuff in here. Um, I say that knowing that God God's the one that 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 really uh, worked this book out through yeah. me. Um, yeah. I, I take no credit for it. Okay. So back to the idea of invisible to invincible by counterfeit faith yep. it's not magic um, it does take best practices right it does take hard work but the maybe the point is is you have to get on the right course right first Yeah. it doesn't mean real authentic faith doesn't mean you don't you, you don't take action it means the action you take must first be led by God right
1: you have to slow down enough to hear what he's saying. And, you exactly. know, an example of my dad, he was saying, steward your time well. Yeah. What, you know, use right. whatever time you have. And it, at that point in time, my mind was not going there. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I didn't think his life would be any shorter than, yeah. you know. I thought he'd live forever. So, yeah, it, you yeah. do. You have to truly slow down enough to hear right. what he's telling you. And not just ignore that and expect him to come behind what you want, right? Yeah. And, I mean, I he, of course our desires matter, but as you always say, our our will has to line up with his.
0: Yeah. Well, that's that's a good transition point. And uh, before we get into this, um, I would like to to say um, if you have some thoughts about this. Um, you know, we want to make sure, please comment. Um, I know it's hard to comment sometimes because you feel like I don't want to keep saying the same stuff. No, I mean, seriously, about what we're talking about, we want your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to understand what you think right. and, and what you believe and how is this, how does it hit you or, or maybe how does it, how should it hit us? Right. You know, we, we, we'd love to have that um, additional mm-hmm. thought. So even a, couple words would be great. Um, But that said, so the questions are, let's walk through Mm -hmm. them. Um, I think they really speak to this. Um, If you're feeling invisible and then you feel like you're invincible because you're doing something special, uh, that doesn't mean that God's necessarily doing it. God will allow you to go through these things enough till you get to the point where you realize the difference between commitment and surrender. Mm -hmm. That kid was committed, Right. you were committed about your dad. Yep. Committed is a great thing in relational yep. uh, uh, example. Right. But with God, not so much. You know, I hear people saying I'm a committed Christian or I'm committed to God. So why is that not the best uh, view of God? And uh, what does it mean, what's the difference between those two things, commitment versus surrender? So here's the quick answer. One relies upon your own strength, which glorifies you, Mm -hmm. whereas the other relies completely upon his strength and glorifies him alone. Yeah. So surrendering, I like to think of it as jump in your father's arms, your heavenly father's arms like a happy child. Right. And let him take you. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to. You don't have to win the world that way you don't have to prove your value you don't have to think you're invisible you're not you're already seen th- and you're invincible yeah then and then only uh, the devil has no hook in mm. that yeah so commitment might be a, a really good thing to do in your day-to-day work life or if i'm gonna hey let's go do this or that or we're going to make a commitment to do a podcast every friday even though we don't always feel like it by the way it takes about five hours to prepare for this Um, so a comment would be great you know xyz (laughs) but it literally takes me uh about five hours and we have the lighting and uh, i have to write out some notes and we read it and we both prepare for it so there's a lot that goes into it just so you know Uh, but we do it as a, a way to help people and um you know, it, it's it's not uh, yeah. really anything else. Um, all right, so so that's an important point. We God is in the glory business. Hmm. He wants to be glorified. You know, people, uh, that doesn't make him selfish. I mean, he's God. Right. He, he deserves it. So what we want to do is glorify God. Well, what do we get it in return? We get to share in the victory. So victory belongs to us. Mm-hmm. Glory belongs to him. So anything that does not that accidentally glorifies us, saying I'm the provider. When God says, No, you're the vessel through which I provide, don't forget that. That glorifies him instead of me. Okay? So you see the subtle differences.
1: And we can mistakenly take pride in our faith.
0: That's right. You know Absolutely. Yeah. Look at me.
1: I'm so faithful.
0: Or or the things we've gone through. Right. Look at what I've gone through. Right. I'm a wounded animal. Yes. Well, no, no. We share the things we've gone through because we want people to understand that, um, you know, we're, this is these aren't platitudes. Right. We feel it. Um, all right. So so one relies on our strength. One relies on his strength, and it's pretty obvious. So think about commitment in terms of uh, relations and uh, work ethic and right. all that, and those are best practices. Right. You have to be. So we're not throwing it out. We're just saying in the relationship with God, be surrendered. Right. All right. So yep. what are you actually surrendering? That's mm. the real question here. Ooh, yeah. Now that you know the difference between one method and another, what is it that you're surrendering? What are you giving up?
1: Well, I think it's probably your that human will mm-hmm. that I think I know best.
0: Yeah, that's right. Well, and, and I've, got, uh, I've got so many uh, different course uh, areas where I deal with this. We deal with this in um, the cleanse and, and a variety of other things. But um, people mix up their own will with the desires of their heart. Mm-hmm. Your will and your desires are not the same thing. Right. So let's define that. But you're right. Uh, essentially, it's trading our will
1: mm-hmm. for His. Right. It
0: doesn't mean we don't have a will. We're not Buddhists, and if you are, I'm sorry. You probably shouldn't listen to this anyway. <laughs> but we're we're not. We do have a will. Mm-hmm. We do have a self. It does matter. Mm-hmm. But it needs to be submitted to God's will. So the easiest way to look at that is through Scripture. Right. Our example. Who's the greatest person of all time? Yeah. <laughs> You know, our big brother, our king, our Lord Jesus. Right. Okay, so what did Jesus say? He said, I came not to do my own will, will but to do the will of the father. my Father. Wow.
1: Mm-hmm. You want to be
0: like Jesus? You got to start right there. Right. Immediately. He's trading his human will for the will of his Father. If he's doing it, we got to do it. Right. So it's not debatable. Mm-hmm. Step one. The other thing is when he was in the garden, you could tell he was in deep, deep agony uh, he was and pain. Mm-hmm. And what did he say? Uh, Father, yeah. if it's possible, mm-hmm. let this cup pass from me. He, he wasn't trying to get out of it. He was just saying, if, it, if there's any way. right? This is so much. And, and I know we can't imagine that, but you can imagine something approaching that, right. at least to, to understand what he was dealing with in a human form. Okay, so what does that mean? What's the next part of that verse? He says, nevertheless, hmm. let your will be done, right, not mine. Wow. Okay, so if Jesus is saying, let go of your will, that means willpower isn't the key to life. Right. So if you've got a poster with somebody jumping from one mountain to the other and it says leadership or, or your will or whatever they say <laughs> on there, tear it down. Uh, get in the Word. Yeah. All right. So so what we have to learn how to do is trade our will. The thing we don't want to do is throw the desires of our heart away with it. Right. Because God put them there. He said, if you delight yourself in me, I'll give you the desires of right. your heart. So what does that mean? Delight yourself in Him means exactly that. Trade your will for His. And guess what you get in return? There's a payoff here. He gets glory, we get the victory. So that's really life-changing if you let it get in your heart and you walk around with it uh, because this life's difficult. Mm-hmm. So, but, but God wants to keep you going. So he lets right. you go through things so that your faith will grow. Right. So he doesn't just deliver you through them. Um, he allows you to understand what's going on if you're willing. If right. not, you just keep banging your head like yeah. this kid. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so <clears throat> just to you know, s- kind of sum this up, wrap it up a little bit. Um, So when you're trading your will, I'll just read this. Will versus heart's desire. And this comes from uh, one of my books. Jesus came not to do his own will, but the will of his Father. Yet he never let go of the desire of his heart to love, teach, and redeem mankind. So you hold on tight to those desires but uh, God will show you what they are and reveal them to you and he'll help you carry them out because he put them in you in the first place. So just separate those out. But will, and I go through all of what your will is and there's so much to that, but we won't uh, go through that in in today's uh, podcast. Um, But to be like him, we must learn to let go of our will but never forsake the desires God placed in our heart. So think of it this way. Your dream plus God's terms equals purpose and that's the only way to get there a few other points Um, God hasn't called you to a commitment to him but rather to a surrender to him really consider the specific difference and who you want to glorify so think about who you want to glorify I think most people with with uh, hearts after God they don't truly don't want glory Uh, you know they want him to be the one seen wherever they go Um, Learn to trade your will for his, but not the desires of your heart. Okay, um, one last important point. Surrender doesn't mean losing everything. Right. It means learning to let go of everything. So when you think about um, you have a determined type faith or you're, you're ready to go, you might need to take a step back. And because you think, oh, if I don't, if I don't do this, I'm going to lose. Mm -hmm. Well, that's fear. Right. And perfect love casts out fear. Right. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, so we can't make a wise decision from something He hasn't given us when fear of the Lord is wisdom. So really, you know, think about that for a second. And um, remember, if God wants us to surrender, He's not saying you got to lose everything. He's not saying, oh, look at that crazy red book that people, some people are afraid to read because I don't want to lose everything. It's not about that. It's about absolute freedom. It's an escape from the prison of this world. And now your life has absolute meaning that will last forever. Right. But it's about learning to let go of everything. It starts with your will, mm-hmm. your own human will. It doesn't mean you won't reapply it and use it. But once you're following where he's taking you, then you can apply your will back to it. Like, right. like with your dad, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Lord, your will be done. Show me where we're going. And I'm on a Zoom call my dad every week while we're waiting. And now you're applying best practices back to what he's already up to. Mm-hmm. And that's how you honor God, by, by the hard work. Right. Okay? Yeah. So if you're feeling invisible and or you've felt invincible, uh, because God's let you get away with yeah. something that really has got you off track. Um, just start by spending a little bit of time with Him, and be patient with Him, and and you know just take the lens back a little bit and see what He's up to. He will speak to you, but you got to quiet your mind so you can uh, really start. Uh, tapping into the still, small voice. It doesn't get louder. Your mind has to get right. quieter. Oh, that's good. And the Word of God is what renews your mind and quiets it. Yeah. We'll start there. And uh, yeah. thanks for uh, you know listening. I yes. think we're getting out of time, and we're going to go eat some hamburgers, yes. hopefully. <laughs> and uh, lots of joy here uh, through all our trials and, and struggles. Thanks for uh, coming along with us. Yes. And uh, we just uh, appreciate a comment or um, a like as much as you're able to and um, again we just thank you and god bless you and we'll see you soon